You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more, the fans of the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrooks.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Tuesday, the 26th of October, was a profoundly sad day for football, with the passing of the great Walter Smith at the age of 73, a career spent in Scotland and England, where he even had the honour of managing his national side. He will be noticeably remembered for the success and longevity he achieved at one club in particular, Rangers. 11 successful years spent at the helm at Ibrooks with 21 trophies, including 10 league titles to show for it. The achievements will be forever written in history and so will Walter. But here on Talk Sport, we wanted to hear from those who knew him well and paid tribute to a phenomenal manager and an incredible man. Ali McCoyce played under Walter and would go on to be his assistant manager with Scotland and Rangers. A special friendship was born between the pair. It's the best, wasn't it? I mean, I, I mean, by some considerable distance, you know, for me, um, you know, I was lucky enough to, to play under him for... So I was 17 when I first played under him in the Scottish youth team, you know, I was 17 years of age and, and in Monte Carlo, I can still remember locking him out in the balcony in Monte Carlo as a 17-year-old boy and him giving me that look... And I let him in kind of quickly, I have to inform you. But he was just, you know, oh, when you say old school, if, you're, if you'll if you allow me to say old school, because times have changed and times have moved on. And sometimes I do feel, in many cases, not all cases, but in many cases we are just a little bit precious all of us. Some. The one thing that Walter was, he was 100% honest and fair. Absolutely honest and fair. Jamie was everything to a lot of folk, myself included. <clears throat> he was my boss, he was my coach, he was my second father, and then he, he turned into one of my best friends, to be honest with you, Jim. And the loss is absolutely incredible, to tell you the truth. However, I'm saying the good thing is, he's not in pain, you know, because we went to see Walter recently, and we spoke to Walter, spoke to Walter on Saturday, was going to go and see him on Sunday, clearly w- w- was was too unwell. And we knew that, sadly, there's about there's a inevitability about this horrible illness, and we did know that it would be only a matter of time. However, however, it still does not take away the pain. Terry Butcher was a member of the Rangers squad when Walter was the assistant manager, and he remembers how special it was to work under him. His humour was wicked, and it was really funny, really dry. Um, he could be a fierce on the coaching field and uh, on the football field with coaching. Um, he could be fierce in the dugout, uh, and he'd soon tell you if you were doing things wrong. But consequently, on the other hand, he would also tell you if you're doing things right and he would come to you individually 
um, put his arm around you and have a chat with you. And it was just, it was really nice just to get praise from Walter Smith because he'd been there and done it all as a player, but uh, more so as a, as a coach and a manager. Charlie Adams spent six years at Rangers and was managed by Walter. He was left stunned after hearing the news of his former manager's passing. I was in shock and it wasn't until really I got in my car and was driving home I realised the impact that he made on the Scottish footballer. He was, it was massive. And then you start driving and you're thinking about the good times that, that I had under him and, and the, the, the few tellings off that I had as well. So it was, um, yeah, no, it's, it's a shock, but he's not in pain now. And Scottish football, the whole of the, the world has come together and um, we have to mark the sad day with them, um, you know, fit and tribute. Mark Warburton experienced firsthand the pressure of being Rangers manager when he accepted the job in 2015. During his tenure, he received support and guidance from Walter. Yeah, he would come to the training ground in a great office at the training ground and he would come there, Jim, and he would sit and have a cup of coffee with you and talk through. And his frustrations about where the great, the great club were at the time and what they needed to do to get back, etc., were evident in every conversation he had with you. He also had a realisation of where the club was and what it had to do. And, you know, he, he would go for advice and support and talk about players and he would talk about games. But always, Jim, it was always his love of the game and his love of the club that always shone through so brightly. Taken far too early, as I'm sure many will say. Um, but, yeah, he, he, was a, he was a good friend, always there, a great sounding board. His passion for the club as a football in general, always shone through in every conversation, Jim. So it, it truly is a very sad day. Walter Smith spent his playing career with Dundee United and Dumbarton before retiring in 1980 with injury. While playing, he had shown an interest in coaching and began to develop his skills at Dundee under the watchful eye of manager Jim McLean. Before arriving at Rangers alongside Graham Souness, he already had a wealth of experience and success. Here's Scottish football reporter David Tanner. I think he was a, a stand-up guy, you know. He was a, he was a real person of calibre. When he spoke, people did listen. But one of the interesting things about Walter is, despite all his success, and by the way, he had a hat full of trophies as assistant to Graham Stunis, and he yeah. also won the title as assistant to Jim McLean at Dundee United um, as well. So he had experience of winning by the time he arrived at Rangers. But he, um, if he did have an ego, Walter Smith, he never, ever showed it, which I think is quite remarkable when you see some of the, the egomaniacs who, who operate in football nowadays. Coming up, we'll continue to reflect on the glorious managerial career of Walter Smith and celebrate the life of one of the all-time great British managers. Welcome back to a special TalkSport programme where we are paying tribute to one of Britain's greatest ever football managers, Walter Smith. Following the appointment of Soonis and Smith at Ibrooks, Terry Butcher signed for Rangers and was immediately made captain. He remembers how well the pair worked together. Graham used to do the team talk and the team talk at Ibrooks consisted of Graham Soonis coming into the changing room, 1.30, saying, or he's, or very short, he just said, look, if your attitude's not right today, you'll lose the game. 
make sure your attitude's right. And then he'd walk out. That was him every time. And then it was down to Walter to give the real team talk and give the uh, information to the players and, and all, the, all the, you know, the, the briefing. Very short, very sharp, very factual, very precise. This is what you do. This is what you have to do. No, no, now go and do it. And he would tell you, he would be the one to tell you after the game. And Graham would come in and rant and rave sometimes or, 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 or like it. Um, or not, but um, Walter would come in and then just have a little word individually, go round the players in the dressing room and tell them and say things. And it was it was brilliant. They worked really really well together. And Walter's obviously worked very well together with his with his staff that he got when he became manager. And he had some fantastic staff and fantastic people. He didn't want yes men. He just wanted people that were going to tell him as it was what they thought. And he really appreciated that. Following his experience at Dundee United as assistant manager and working with Sir Alex Ferguson during the 1986 World Cup with Scotland, Walter had hoped to become a manager in his own right. But when presented with an opportunity to join Graeme Souness at Rangers, he couldn't turn it down. You never know, you know, the twists and turns and, uh, and what you're going to do. And uh, as I say, um, everything that's happened to me has turned out well. I've got no complaints at all, but yes, it could have been other, uh, say, twists and turns. But, uh, you know, if I was going to leave Dundee United, um, I, I was hoping to go as a manager in my own right. Um, but uh, the call when I got it from, uh, initially, David Holmes, um, you know, was one that uh, I couldn't turn down. And I must say, you know, the, the five years as, as Graham's assistant was as enjoyable five years as of. Walter Smith was heavily appreciated by the Rangers players as he was willing to offer support and advice in training but would also spend time having fun with him off the pitch as well. Here's Terry Butcher. We were on the bus in um, in Italy for pre-season with Graham Souness. This was about 87, 88. And um, he, we're, uh, me and Chris, we, we used to have a, like a dirty dozen night out where we'd go down to the village because we were at altitude. So we'd come down the hill uh, and then go to this lovely Italian restaurant, obviously, and then have pasta and pizza and loads of beers and things like this. It was all you could drink, so it was great. So we were absolutely hammered. Got back on the bus to go home. Uh, Walter and Graham Sinesa were at the front of the bus, obviously. We're, and we, me and Chris Woods decided to stand back-to-back in the middle of the aisle of the bus. And um, we said to the players, right, come on, you know, give us your best shot. So we, we had our fists out. And we said, look, you know, body shots, no head shots. So the, the players loved this because it was a fight after a, after a night out. It was, wow, this is what you do. So the boys, the boys attacked us. And uh, I always remember trying to fend them off. And then as Walter, I remember seeing Walter climbing the seats and throwing, getting over and throwing the punches at me and Woodsy. And he was, and he was connecting a few times as well, like the others. But honestly, it was such a laugh. And I remember putting Ian Durant down the back stairwell into the into the toilet area. And then the next day, we you know we'd, we'd get up and we'd go out, and, and Walter was there with with Gravesonness, and they'd laugh their heads off because there was cuts and bruises and everything else like that. But it was all a bit of fun, and it was all just everybody in it together. And that's where Walter and Graham, but particularly Walter as well, he, he got in with the lads. He he was one of the boys and one of the players and one of the one of the you know he'd been there and done it. He knew what it was like. But there were times when he obviously he had to step back out and become a coach again. So we, we had utmost respect for him for that. After five years as an assistant coach, the departure of Graham Souness to Liverpool gave Walter the opportunity that he'd been craving. He would take the reins as manager of Rangers, kick-starting his own incredible career. He would also have a profound effect on the careers of many, including Ali McCoyst. The one thing that Walter was, he was 100% honest and fair. 
absolutely honest and fair. And if he said something to you, he wasn't saying it for effect, he was saying it for a reason. And he was saying it because it had to be said. And he was just the most genuine of man of men, you know, with with, you know, as I say, hard, fair, honest, absolutely wicked, wicked sense of humour. Yeah. Wicked sense of humour. And just brilliant to be around. Brilliant to be around. He gave me the captaincy at Rangers when by golf he was injured. I mean, when was the last time a centre forward the Rangers was given the captaincy, you know? Just Absolutely unbelievable human being. As Walter made the step up from assistant coach to a manager, his players were left inspired by his intelligence and management skills. Here's Mark Hatley and Terry Butcher. You can expect anything with Walter in, in charge. I mean, I, I was there. I was I was involved in six championships, mm. and and we you know we would come off some bad results, not many bad results, but. He's inspirational. You know, he will talk, he will talk to the collective um, um, and, and we'll have a chat and throw it backwards and forwards. And he takes individuals to one side, reassuring. Um, he's just a master at that. And, and as I say, you can come off one bad result, a shocking result, um, and, and, and then go and win four or five nil. That is the, I think that is the, the, the strength of the man, you know, with his intelligence. Mm. Uh, of, of how to, how to find how to find a result in a time of need. I remember going into the the coaching room at Ibrox many times, having lost and been thumped, and he was very good. He was very um, humble and he was very uh, dignified. And he'd come over to me and we'd we'd just have a little chat about things about the game. And he would tell me about certain players did well. He liked this player and you know liked what we did. He said just just keep going. Keep persevering. You know, you you haven't got the players we've got, obviously, because we've got the money, and you haven't. Um, so you know, you just got to keep you keep doing what you're doing, and that, that that meant so much more to me than than the time when I went in when we'd beaten Rangers at Ibrox and towards the end of the season, and uh, we beat them one nil, um, and uh, I had to virtually apologise to get in the room. I knocked on the door, and I was I was like, "Sorry, Walter. Sorry, Walter." Even though we'd won. And it was a case of, a, and he just came in. He just said, "No, well played. You know, you're far better than us." And you know, I said, "You'll still win the championship, uh, Walter, that season." And they did. Uh, but it was that's that's what it was like to go in, and it was like meeting the headmaster in many respects. But you know, it was so it was so daunting. But then he made it so familiar and warm, and that was what he was like. He made you feel so special. Walter Smith demanded his players show respect to staff, one another, but also to their opponents including Celtic. Here's former midfielder at Rangers, Charlie Adam. He was honest and genuine. He'd tell you what, how it was from, from what he felt. And that was, the, that was what you would get from him. you get an honest conversation. But he was genuinely trying to help you. Mm. Um, and I, I can also one of the stories that I, I had with him was that we were playing Celtic in an old firm game and we'd won, we were in 2-0. I'd scored. And I was, you know, a bit blasé. Thought I was the, you know, great on the pitch. You know, then these no look passes and that, and I thought, oh, we'd won the game. Walked up the tunnel, thought it was brilliant. Gets in the dressing room, and he comes barging in the door, smashes the tactics board in, and he said, "If you ever do this at this football club again and show no respect to our opponents, you'll be at this club as quick as you were in it." Mm-hmm. And that was just, and I was just like, "Wow!" And then I, you know, that just shows that you you got to respect your opponent, and mm-hmm. that's what he was all about. Respect was of real importance to Walter which can be demonstrated further with this iconic story
from Ali McCoist. I scored a hat-trick in midweek and, and Walter Smith dropped me for Marco Negri and I did what any sensible adult footballer would do. I threw the so. toys right out the pram. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the weekend... Walter played Mark, started Marco, right? <laughs> I was like, Walter's lost it. I said, he's a madman. He's a madman. I scored a hat-trick. He's leaving me. He's a madman. And Walter's brought you come in. He says, I tell you how much you're a madman. He says, you're no playing next week either. <laughs> and Trevor Stephen recalls an awkward dressing room encounter involving a pair of jeans. We signed Basil Bowling, who's a, you know, a Champions League winner with, uh, with Olympic de Marseille. So Basil comes into the dressing room on the first morning. Uh, he doesn't speak English particularly well. Um, we had a tradition that we always wore a suit, shirt and tie, to uh, training sessions, uh, you know, as well as games. So every day we'd turn up and, and, you know, like that. Basil obviously came in in a pair of jeans and, and a T-shirt the first morning. And Walter clocked it when he came in to address the team. And he told Basil, where's your tie? Where's your jacket? Okay, so he hadn't told him. He says, well, tomorrow, you come in tomorrow, like everybody else, come in a shirt and tie. And he, he came in in a jacket and his jeans. Walter, Walter clocked him again and sent him from the dressing room, sent him home mm-hmm. in front of all of us. It was one of those moments where you think, oh, you don't know what to say. I mean, this is a guy, he's an international player. Um, you know, got all the medals, got all of that. Mm-hmm. And Walter just stood in front of him and said, out. That just showed you that he was... He, he was stern and steadfast in in his standards, and uh, uh, so that was the other side of of Walter mm. that uh, is only really seen by the people who shared dressing rooms with him. Coming up, we will hear more stories and memories as we remember a legendary figure in Scottish football, Walter Smith. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Ladbrokes. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply.
Welcome back to a special TalkSport programme where we are celebrating the life and paying tribute to the former Rangers and Scotland manager, Walter Smith. Despite managing their fiercest rivals, those associated with Celtic hold the utmost respect for Walter Smith and his achievements in the game. Here's former Celtic boss, Martin O'Neill. He was in love with the football club because he also, he was assistant as well to Jim, to, to Graham Souness as well. And he talked about those days. Uh, he's very funny in some of the, some of the stories he, he used to tell about the both of them. And uh, But overall, his achievements, you've just read them out there, they're absolutely terrific. He was in love with the football club, and to be perfectly honest, the football club was in love with him. He carried himself so so well as well, too. I, th- I think the, the Celtic fans accepted the fact that, uh, that he was a Rangers through and through. But there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, Jim. You know, he was, as I said earlier, he was in love with the football club, and the football club, uh, the football club loved him as well too. And I think Celtic fans respected that. This acclaim and admiration for Walter from within the game and even at Celtic was noticed by his own former players, McCoist and Trevor Stephen. The cross the divide. Make no mistake about it. You know, and when I say the, say the divide, we love football rivalry. Everybody loves it. You know, as as long as it's taken the right way, my, my phone's just incredible just now with Celtic friends and supporters. And yes, he was just a football man. You know, you know, clearly a Rangers man. And you know, along with Mister Struth, probably the greatest manager of all time in the club's history. And it'll take a wee while to sink in. I just, you know, I knew it was coming. He did transcend the barriers and and, and divides that are there. You know, with the followers of the teams. Um, and and what he did on that day, I think, you know, we all went to uh, Tommy Burns' uh, funeral anyway, uh, as, a, as a mark of respect. Um, but Walter respected everyone, and I think, um, you know, he was a well-known face at, at events and dinners and award ceremonies because he was always asked to take part in these kind of things, and he did so with a smile and a humbleness and humility that was you, you just could not. Uh, not like the guy. In 1998, after 12 years spent as assistant and manager at Ibrox, Walter Smith left Glasgow and moved to Merseyside to pursue a new challenge in the Premier League with Everton. However, after three bottom table finishes, a run of poor results and rumoured discontent between Smith and the board, he was sacked after four years as Everton boss. He went on to spend time with fellow countryman Sir Alex Ferguson at Manchester United as assistant manager, even winning the FA Cup final in 2004. Seven months later, he would leave club football altogether as he became the Scotland national manager, where he would appoint his former player, Ali McCoist, as his assistant. A sore loser, but appreciated losing was part of the game and handled it all with so much dignity and class. Some of the happiest times ever we had And you know as I say Unbelievably intelligent man When he got the Scotland job You know he, he appointed myself And and the late great Tommy Burns As his assistants Yes And yeah. uh, it, it was a brilliant move Because straight away Tam Who was a you know, great person to be around as well And the biggest Celtic man you'd ever meet in your life 
you know, it grabbed the whole imagination of the country. Obviously, Celtic man and a Rangers man, you know, running the country, uh, running the football team in the country, are. It was just special times, and as I say, quality. You know, knew what was required and when it was required, whether it was a pat in the back, you know, a little G up, you know, a cuddle. He was just he was just a proper human being. During Walters' tenure with the national side, Scotland rose 70 places in the world rankings and even recorded a famous win over France in 2006. But after reported interest in a return to Rangers, he re-signed, ready to return to Ibrox for unfinished business, as told by Charlie Adam. He would rather listen than actually talk about himself um, because he was mm. so humble and, um, you know, what he achieved is was part of what his journey was, but he was more of a listener to everybody and he'd like to hear everybody else's story. Like you say, having a glass of wine or, or a beer with him, you know, he was quite a, he was a really funny guy and, you know, you can have a good laugh with him. And the thing about if you ever had a, a problem with him, the problem had stopped as soon as the door had closed, if you'd come back from whatever, and that was it. He, he would never ever let it linger. He'd never ever hold it against you. He just moved on. And um, he, listen, he must have had to over the years with McCoyst and Gascoigne <laughs> and people like that, you know. So it's um, nah, he was just a, he was a wonderful man, and I think it's a fitting tribute. The tributes that are coming out are very, very fitting, and um, you know he's well respected um, all over the world, and and that's that, that that sums the man up. In two thousand and eight, Walter Smith led Rangers to their fourth European Cup final, an incredible night in Italy which all boiled down to a penalty shootout. Nacho Novo would step up, knowing that if he scored, the UEFA Cup final would await, as Ali McCoyst recalls. Nacho Novo with one kick of the ball to take Rangers to Manchester. Manchester, brace yourself. Rangers are coming! I've got so many memories of Walter Brilliant memories Phenomenal memories of, of the man And I'm not just talking about football I'm talking about in the golf course at Turnberry at Loch Lomond All these kind of things Having a glass of red Sitting on a glass of red and a bowl of pasta The best I just used to listen and just absorb and take it all in But I remember in Fiorentina and Florence We played Fiorentina in the semi-final Of the Europa League in 2008 And it went to penalties and we know we naturally was going to be taking a penalty and he turned to me and he, sco- he said, what's the score? Right? He didn't know the score of the penalties. And I looked at him as if he, I thought he was winding me up. I said, Gaffer, I said, if you don't know the score, if this, hit, if this ball hits the back of the net, you're about to find out the score. And of course, we naturally stuck the penalty away and uh, unbelievable. And the two years were hugging and it was just... It was a memory that I'll, you know, I'll never, ever forget. Despite the rivalry between Celtic and Rangers and being on separate sides of Glasgow, Martin O'Neill had a tremendous amount of respect for Walter. Obviously, we both had to stick up for our respective football clubs and he kept telling me that Rangers was the best football club in the world and I totally disagreed with that. And uh, I told him, no, the one about uh, about four miles away was, uh, was a better football club. But... Uh, no, he was um, he was great company. Jim, he was really funny. He was uh, I, he loved his music. I think the the both of us shared that sort of passion as well too. And uh, 
but really, and you enjoyed his company, just not not for the sake because he was Walter Smith, but he was. I, I know a lot of people will say these particular things, talking about being down to earth. But he had uh, he had he, he had a, a great way with people, no doubt at all about it. And he was uh, and he, he one when you were around the table, you wanted Smith to come and join you. O'Neill isn't the only one to comment on Walter's music taste, as Ali McCoy recalls a night at Hamden with his close pal. I remember I took at me ACDC at. <laughs> he didn't know what ACDC were all about I said right come on you old we're going to Hamden to see ACDC and boy did he enjoy that air guitars were it and everything Angus Young was up on stage and he just absolutely loved it it was just great to be loved his music I mean was not having me in the punk rock era at all I mean it was the Beatles in the 60s or nothing that was the era to be alive you know he loved his music and really really knowledgeable Jim you know just Fantastic company. We used to go away together and golf, and we used to take the girls away at Christmas for a couple of days, and there was music quizzes and sports quizzes, and and you name it. Just wonderful, wonderful memories. And Lafferty's in already. He scored inside the first minute. Kyle Lafferty makes his presence felt yet again. Rangers. In 2011, after two spells and 11 years as manager of Rangers, Walter Smith would retire. His final game with the club secured Rangers' 54th championship title, the end of an era, and incredibly, the end of a successful era. Here's Walter. It's always nice to, to be well thought of at any club uh, that you've been at. And, uh, you know, and, and here I've had uh, a lot of success. I've worked with a lot of good people um, over the years. Um, it means everything. If you don't have a success, you'll not be here very long. So, you know, for me, I've had uh, two spells that I've enjoyed enormously. Uh, I've supported the club since I was a boy. I just love being here, so uh, I've made the decision to leave now, which I think is the right one. They've done it! They've won it! Rangers are champions for the third year running and trust Walter Smith to bow out like this. Another title... Another trophy for a man who will take a very prominent place in the history of this famous club. One thing about Walter, though, when he wanted something done, quite simply, he wasn't messing about. You had to do it. So I recall a time when Gaza went AWOL at Rangers. He came back, came back to Scotland. I think he'd been in America and that the world's media was camped outside Gascoigne's house. I was there with my own cameraman. I got on the intercom to the house and I said, Gaza, it's Jim, let me in. I'm with a cameraman. And Gaza duly obliged. So when I went, we're in the kitchen and I'm thinking, I'm going to get this exclusive interview with Gascoigne. Gaza's phone rang and all of a sudden, the colour drained from his face. It was Walter. Gaza handed me the phone. Jim, it's Walter. I was like, what? Don't give me the phone. But I took the phone and I said, Walter, good evening. How are you? Walter said, good evening. Get out now. And we did. Coming up, we'll look at the legacy that Walter has left on Scottish football and the impact he made on those who knew him. Oh, Flora, Scotland, 
When will we see your like again? Welcome back to a special TalkSport programme where we are reflecting on the legendary life and career of Walter Smith. Walter Smith is Rangers' second most successful manager of all time, behind Bill Struth, and Mark Hately believes he is one of the greatest of all time. You look at Walter's record, I think this is his 10th title in 11 years of managing the team. It's just crazy. Uh, and I think if you throw in 11, 11 Scottish and League Cups in, right. in, a, in all that lot, I think that's the sort of respect the man uh, gets from everybody, not only the people in the footballing world, but people in, in general. You know, the, uh, you know, institu- you talk about institutional people mm. involved in Scotland. What was meant? I would say actually one of the, the greatest managers of all time, uh, success rate. I think only second, uh, in, in, in that state anyway. I think the fact that, uh, um, you know, whether he bought it with a lot of money in the 90s, where he bought all the, you know, the Ladrups and the Gascoins in, um, and did it that way. Um, but he's proven, he's proven now they can do it another way. He came to the club after Paul O'Gren had been there hmm. and left the club in an absolute debacle of a state sort of stuff. Um, and he's taken it up from there. No money, um, controversial surrounding the, the club for the last three years, ownership takeover. Um, under extreme pressure um, and yet again you know going for three on the trot you know I think that speaks volumes for the man The outpouring of tributes in the days after his passing shows how respected Walter Smith is as a manager but more so as a man his achievements are there for all to see and there is hope that he'll be further recognised for his service to Rangers here's Charlie Adam In due course you know maybe a statue because listen he's for, for, for us in this generation I didn't know too much about Bill Struth, but he's the the living legend of Rangers. Yeah. You know, if you think about Rangers Football Club, you think about Walter Smith and, you know, maybe a statue or naming a stand after him. I, yeah. I just I just think something like that will, will be down the line. But at the moment, I think the whole of Scottish football is in mourning yeah. because, like you say, you, you talk about the, the greats, Sir Alex, Walter, Jim McLean. Yeah. That's, that, was their, that was their army, really. Dick Campbell. You know, that was their, their gang, really. And, um, yeah, it's just it's just really sad. The memories from his Rangers tenure will be fondly remembered as he brought superstars in Brian Loudrup and Paul Gascoigne to Ibrooks, putting Rangers and Scottish football front and centre on the international stage. Here's David Tanner. I think he put Rangers and, by extension, Scottish football into another level in the 90s as manager. He got them, Rangers, to the inaugural Champions League. Haley scored uh, an unbelievable goal in the first couple of minutes at Ellen Road. Mm-hmm. Ali McCoy's goal, set up by Mark Haley, is possibly the greatest Rangers goal of all time. It was an incredible goal. Um, so for them to beat that star-studded Leeds team, they got into the Champions League, the first British team to do that. The Champions League star ball logo has eight stars on it. One of them is Rangers for the inaugural teams. Um, and the money they got from that paid for Brian Loudrup. And then England's best player, Paul Gascoigne, was persuaded by Walter Smith himself uh, to swap Lazio for Rangers. So Scottish football's got a lot to thank him for, not least um, 
for the the job he did in in getting the Scot- Scottish football team its pride back after the disastrous Bertie Votes era, um, a win against France at Hampden Park being one of the high points of that. So, um, this is a proper football guy. Walter Smith's association with Rangers is legendary, and his name is etched in football history. Former Rangers boss Mark Warburton is forever grateful to Walter for the support he received during his tenure. I think the word legend is is bandied around far too many times these days. But I think in Walter Smith, everyone would agree, a definite legend for, for Rangers and the game in general. And to be sitting there and having privilege to, to that type of um, chat with him, his conversation, to, to pick his, his brains, his knowledge of the game, his knowledge of the club as well, was obviously, a, you know, for me, a very, very special time. So, you know, indeed, he helped me enormously and he will be sorely missed, that's for sure. Walter Smith was loved and admired throughout the game. His personality was infectious. And there are many who will be thankful to have met him, including myself. Many who just were happy to know him and spent time in his company. None more so than his former player, his former assistant, and his great, great friend, Ali McCoist. All I can think about is, is Ethel, Neil and Stephen, you know, and those grandkids. You know, all, all want, Walter would have wanted was another few years to go and watch those grandkids playing football and spend a lot of time with Jessica and, and them all. And sadly, that that's the most painful thing for me right now. I mean, I could sit here and tell you about Walter Smith till the cows come home about how good a manager, how good a you know coach, how good a football man he was. He was probably the best husband, the best father, the best friend, everything you'd expect in a man. And it's a tragedy. I'm, I'm, we're all, I can't tell you how devastated, absolutely devastated. What a friend, what a pal. What a boss, what a husband, what a grandfather, what a dad, you know, that, that that's that's the message that this morning we should all be thinking about, you know, the, these guys in Ethel have lost somebody so close to them, so special to them, and I just, I just send them my love and I can feel their pain. I had many dealings myself with Walter Smith, both in Scotland and in England. I always found him to be a fair man to deal with. If he said he was going to do something for you, he would do that something for you. If he said I could interview a player, then he would help lining up that player. Walter was straightforward. Walter was strong with opinion. But Walter was always, always there when you needed him to be. And his opinion was sought by everyone. That's what made him so respected. That is what made him Walter Smith. I shall miss him. I'll miss his judgment on the game. I'll miss his judgment on players. And I'll miss the crack with Walter. He was the best of company. Always the best of company. (music) To Rangers, Walter Smith was a supporter, a figurehead, an inspiration for many in the footballing world. Smith understood Rangers. And they were a match made in heaven as the club reached new heights. But Walter Smith was so much more than just a manager. As Ali McCoyce poignantly put it, what a friend, what a pal, what a husband, what a grandfather, what a dad. He will be forever remembered as a great of the game, but bigger than that, more important than that, the world has lost a great man in Walter Smith.
Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds, we set them. Form guides, we've got them. Expert opinions, we share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Ladbrokes. Odds updates on Talk Sport with Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 